This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, part one of a two-part series, QAnon. Is military intelligence tasked with taking down the deep state, or is this individual part of an elaborate hoax? There is a master plan. I don't think Trump devised it. I think he's just facilitating this plan, and it's a plan that military intelligence have been developing for years to take down the deep state's control of the United States. This podcast is supported by Paranormal Contractors, a division of crime and trauma scene cleaners. Check out their YouTube channel, Paranormal Contractors, for things that go bump in the night. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Friday. Dr. Michael Sala is an internationally recognized scholar in international politics, and he is standing by to discuss this online phenomenon, which began back in October of 2017, with posts on an anonymous image board, 4chan, by someone using the handle Q, who is presumably an American individual claiming to have access to classified information involving the Trump administration and its opponents in the United States. And, of course, being Friday, that means a visit from Christian Dicadieu of Paranormal Contractors. First, a few hellos from some loyal listeners. Hi, Richard. I found you through Coast to Coast. If I'm not cranking up KISS or watching the Atlanta Braves, I'm checking out your different podcasts. We are halfway between Atlanta and Macon, Georgia. I was starving for this type of talk and didn't realize it till I got that first taste. You seem sincere. I can fake that. Truly invested and have a love for what you do. Keep up the great work. Kenny Edmondson in Milner, Georgia. Well, thank you, Kenny. Uh, next up. Hi, Richard. I live in the Los Angeles, California area, and I listen to you on my iPhone 6, usually when I'm on my daily walk or at night before going to bed. Discovered you on Jim Harold's podcast a few months ago and really enjoy your show. You're a great host and gracious interviewer. Keep up the good work. God bless Steve Celentano. God bless you too, Steve, and thank you. Hey, Drop me a line at richardserrett1 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. On October 28, 2017, someone calling themselves Q 
began posting a series of cryptic messages on a web forum called 4chan in a subcategory under politics titled Calm Before the Storm in reference to the mysterious Trump quote from early October. Q, a.k.a. QAnon, claimed to be a high-level government insider with special Q clearance, hence the name, tasked with posting crumbs for the purpose of covertly informing patriots about Donald Trump's master plan to rout the deep state and the whole globalist structure above them. Here to discuss Q is Dr. Michael Sala. Dr. Sala is a pioneer in the development of exopolitics. He's the author of several books that include Kennedy's Last Stand and Galactic Diplomacy. Dr. Sala was an assistant professor researcher in residence in the School of International Service, American University, from 1996 to 2004. He has a PhD in government from the University of Queensland's Australia. He's also the founder of the Exopolitics Institute, a nonprofit organization that analyzes the political implications of the extraterrestrial presence. Most recently, he's the author of Antarctica's Hidden History, Corporate Foundations of Secret Space Programs, which is the third book in his Secret Space Programs series. And as I mentioned earlier, Dr. Sala is also an internationally recognized scholar in international politics, conflict resolution, and U.S. foreign policy. Michael Sala, welcome back to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I'm very well, Richard. Thanks for having me. So the big question everybody wants to know is uh, who is uh, QAnon, this anonymous high-level Trump official perhaps? Uh, when did you first take notice of this, uh, this uh, anonymous poster on, online? I first um, took notice in early November of 2017. I mean, his first post, or the group's first post was October 28, 2017. And I started to take notice um, in early November and, and just kind of like followed it. And and the more I followed it, the more I kind of uh, asked around and, and got the opinion from you know, various people. Uh, basically, the consensus was that this was actually a group of military uh, intelligence officials within the Trump White House uh, that had been given the go-ahead to leak information that would basically uh, help further the, the Trump administration and try to counter the, the leaks that the deep state was doing to take down the, the Trump administration. So it was kind of like a counter move to what the deep state was doing. And, and knowing Trump, um, you know, what little I know of him, what little anyone knows of him, you know, that, that sounded pretty spot on. That that's, This is the sort of thing he would do to, to try to counter the deep state's leak campaign against him by doing the same thing. Right. Now, when he first, or, well, we're assuming it's a he, I mean, we, we, nece we shouldn't necessarily, but when Q first started posting back in October of 2017, his initial account identity was Q Clarence Patriot, and, and included in those posts were little bits of circum uh, uh, circumstantial evidence, like photographs which appeared to be taken out of the Air Force One's window and things like that. Uh, what what leads you to, to believe that this is a Trump insider or, and not just someone having us on? Right. Well, um, you know, there were a lot of those um, bits of circumstantial information that was leaked by, by QAnon, uh, basically things like uh, taking photographs inside of Air Force One, or inside of the Trump White House, 
and and the timing was very interesting that uh, you know these these um, drops would occur at the same time as you know Trump was, for example, um, you know lead, flying um, from China or from Hong Kong, and um, and and that's something that more recently someone has mapped and shown how you know there's a synchronicity between the Trump. Uh, tweets and the QAnon drops, and that you can see a strong correlation when you look at them over over a period of you know close to a year now. That there is a correlation between them. So that really, you know, when you put all that together, it it did make me believe that yes, this was um, an insider. <laughs> Excuse me, but the but the begin at the beginning, it was um, insiders. Uh, there were people that I've uh, worked with or that people that I respect um, that were saying that QAnon is the real deal. A couple of the ones at the beginning were Jerome Corsi and Alex Jones, who have since disavowed uh, QAnon, but I think they've done a recent reversal on that disavow. So not quite sure what's going on there. Uh, others uh, like Corey Good were saying that uh, uh, QAnon, uh, their information matched with the, the kind of insider information they were getting. So there were multiple things that made me conclude that uh, QAnon is the real deal. It's military intelligence working with the Trump White House. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think that is very much what we are witnessing with the QAnon phenomenon. Now, your your you know field of, of uh, interest, I mean, you are one of the deans of, of exopolitics. I mean, one might ask, well, why are you so interested in Q? What does Q perhaps have to offer uh, to, to the exopolitical field? Well, from the very beginning, I, I was drawn to exopolitics because I was uh, very interested in, you know, what are the root causes of international conflict? I mean, my background was a peace researcher, and you know, I actually taught uh, peace and in, uh, in international conflict resolution at American University. So I was drawn to uh, Stephen Greer's uh, disclosure project because to me, uh, you know, not only did it offer evidence, testimonial evidence, that there was a government cover-up of UFOs and extraterrestrial life. But it actually offered me um, a way of understanding, you know, what are what are the underlying dynamics of international conflict? And so with QAnon, what you get is a kind of military intelligence perspective on what drives international conflict. So, you know, he talks about things like the deep state, like the influence of the Rothschild family, of the Saudis, of, of George Soros, um, and, and how these are all part and parcel of this kind of uh, deep state that uh, has targeted the Trump administration because they deem Trump to be a threat to their agenda. So um, because I had already kind of like uh, taken uh, the red pill back in 2001 with uh, Stephen Greer's Disclosure Project, I, I was already ready for this kind of deeper dive into this realm of, um, you know, what, what is it that drives international politics? And so it, it complements uh, exopolitics, um, as, as I understand it. One of the, um, the early sort of uh, headlines that we, we kept hearing from Q was the calm before the storm, the calm before the storm. Read into that a little bit, uh, if you could. What do you think that's all about? What is the calm before the storm? Well, I think we're witnessing the storm right now, which is um, basically a lot of information 
being revealed that is uh, deeply disturbing to the deep state and also uh, deeply disturbing to what the mainstream media narrative is uh, because uh, one of the things that you know, is is part and parcel of the deep state's influence over public life is the control over the mass media. And, you know, people uh, are aware of Operation Mockingbird and aware that the mass media is deeply influenced uh, by intelligence organisations like the CIA. Um, but even having been aware of that at, a, at an intellectual level, um, still there wasn't quite... Um, you know, you're never quite emotionally prepared for, for when the mass media kind of like um, does act in concert in terms of promoting the deep state's agenda. And we saw that with uh, the, the way in which the mass media has essentially um, tried to demonize the whole QAnon movement. I, I believe it really happened uh, with the, the Florida rally that Trump did. Um, where Trump, uh, tr uh, the a Secret Service, allowed QAnon supporters to start showing sh uh, signs at the Trump rally. And then that very night, you, you had basically the mass media coming out in concert. And basically, um, I think there were hundreds of articles by major media, um, all taking a very similar approach in attacking the QAnon phenomenon, saying that QAnon is, is a fraud, it's a hoax, it's basically promoted by these alt-right fringe conspiracy theorists who really have nothing better to do with their day. And and when you looked at the stories, um, it, was as, it was as though uh, people had received a, set, a bunch of talking points and just written stories based on those talk, talking points. And that's exactly how... QAnon described the way in which the mass media operates that, you know, depending on what city you live in, at you know, around 4 a.m. in the morning, you'll have a set of talking points emailed to you, and then you write a, then you write up a story. And depending on how well you do in towing the party line, then you're given, you know, greater access and kind of like, and that's how people can rise through the ranks. So, so here we were having very vividly an example of, of how the mass media uh, was acting in concert to attack uh, the QAnon movement for putting out information supporting the uh, Trump administration and for kind of like attacking the, the deep state. So, um, and now we're kind of right in the midst of this storm because, you know, we're having a lot of mass media um, yeah, attacking the QAnon movement, at attacking the Trump administration um, and, and really trying to make out that, um, you know, that, there's nothing to these these uh, kind of uh, Q uh, theories that really is just a bunch of fringe conspiracy theorists. What about this idea that here we have, you know, this uh, this deep insider, high level uh, government insider, and he's sort of covertly dropping crumbs, informing patriots about Donald Trump's master plan to rout the deep state and the globalists. Uh, I mean, do you think that, that there is this sort of master plan? For ex I'll give you an example. And, and uh, this is one that's been, been floated around. I don't know how you feel about it. the idea that, 
that Robert Mueller isn't really investigating Trump and possible Russian collusion, that Trump and Mueller are actually working together uh, to expose things like pedophile rings inside, uh, you know, the globalist uh, hierarchy and so forth. What do you make of that? Well, you know, that's uh, that's a really interesting point because uh, for a start, I don't think this is Trump's master plan at all. I think it's uh, a military intelligence plan. And as to when it began, I mean, it can go back uh, several decades. I mean, there was a... Um, a, a military um, person that came forward, I think it was around 2012, his name was Drake, and he began talking about this uh, plan that the military intelligence community had put together to remove the deep state once uh, the deep state's control had, had been determined to be uh, really uh, kind of detrimental to the long-term survival of, of the American Republic. Then we fast forward to 2015, and um, you, you have these uh, multiple stories of uh, Donald Trump being approached by several military intelligence officials, and I believe uh, one of them would have been Michael Flynn, asking him to run because uh, if he didn't, that the U.S. military was on the verge of declaring a coup against the Obama administration uh, because the deep state's influence had become so nefarious. And so they asked Trump out of a sense of patriotism to, to run, you know, despite the fact that he would be heavily attacked. And so um, I think that's why he, he did run. Um, and, and then you, you have things like um, during Trump's inauguration, uh, the inauguration ceremony, there was a really very interesting moment where when Trump began talking about um, how um, his administration uh, meant that there was going to be really big changes um, that would actually um, go far beyond just a merely a political transition, that this was a change that would actually mean for the first time the American people uh, would be in control of Washington, D.C. At that very moment, uh, there was a group of uh, military uh, officers who uh, basically marched up behind Trump and just stood there for about 30 seconds, right on cue. Trump actually signaled them to come forward, right on cue. And they, they stood there for about 30 seconds, 45 seconds. And then when Trump finished saying that um, uh, that his administration meant that power was being returned to the American people, uh, the, the, this group of military officers just turned around and marched out. And everyone was wondering, what was that all about? Um, and I think that was a sign that, yes, this is a plan that the military has and Trump is a key part of it. So, yes, there is a master plan. I think Trump, I don't think Trump devised it. I think he's just uh, facilitating this plan. And it's a plan that military intelligence have been developing for years to take down the deep state's control of the United States. Well, happy Friday. Time for a visit from Christian D. Cadieu, the real John Constantine of Paranormal Contractors. Hey, Christian, how are you? Hi, Richard. I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Terrific. Thanks. All right. Let's talk about telltale signs that you may have unwanted paranormal activity or a paranormal presence in your house. Give us another telltale sign. You know what, Richard? I'm, I, I will admit I'm a firm believer. And if you heard any of my episodes in the past, 
You'll certainly know that I believe in the art of science and a lot of my work is involved in false positives. However, certainly in the event that you believe you may have something unexplainable in your home, a paranormal presence, certain things to keep an eye out for, definitely, unequivocally, is if you have pets, in the event that your cat, your dog, primarily cats and dogs, if you find them acting completely out of the norm on a continuous basis at specific times throughout the day, um, let's say, of course, everyone knows the whole 3 a.m. story. And there's a reason for that, because it, it is very true. Most amount of activity does take place at 3 a.m. However, activity takes place also throughout the entire day. But if you find your cat is hissing for no particular reason or jumps off the sofa or gets up and, and bolts to another room, then certainly I, I would take into consideration that you may have the possibility of a paranormal presence. Dogs, you will find with dogs, it's not so much barking. Yes, they will bark, but most scenarios that I've been involved in, and there have been a lot, dogs will actually look up, stare at the ceiling, not necessarily bark, but out of curiosity. And then what happens is that a dog will become scared. I don't care what type of dog it is, whether it's a Rottweiler, an Italian Bull Mastiff, if it's a Chihuahua, or if it's a Yorkshire Terrier. At the end of the day, this happens almost all the time with dogs. They will look up, they're curious, they will follow something that only they can see. We can't see it, but they can see it. And then they become scared and they will certainly jump into your lap. They will come and sit down beside you, they'll start to shake, or they'll go under the bed. Agitated pets, another telltale sign you may have paranormal activity in your home. Thank you, Christian. Give us a toll-free number. Oh, my pleasure, Richard. A toll-free number is 1-866-724-0800. If you have unwanted paranormal activity in your home, check out Paranormal Contractors and their YouTube channel, Paranormal Contractors, for things that go bump in the night. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. Let me just read that again, what that means. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. You're listening to part one of a two-part series on QAnon with Dr. Michael Sala. I can't remember who I was talking to recently on the podcast who, who offered up, I thought, was an interesting theory, and that is that there are really two deep states. 
There is the deep state that is perhaps complicit in false flags, things like 9-11. Then there is the other deep state uh, that is has been fighting against that. And what we're seeing now is the emergence with, as you say, with Trump sort of as the, the titular head. Um, after 9-11, they said enough is enough. And um, I mean, how, how do you feel about that theory? There are two deep states. We, you know, they're, 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 does one wear a black hat and the other a white hat, or are they both wearing gray hats? I'm not sure. But how do you feel about that? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, I mean, people like Kevin Shipp, um, he's a former CIA um, operative. Uh, he distinguishes between the deep state and the shadow government. And, and he says that the, the shadow government is more along the lines of what you know, people like myself and Stephen Greer and, and others have been talking about in terms of this kind of worldwide network of actors that are controlled to international banking and families and kind of like black, um, you know, satanic groups and so forth. And then you have uh, the deep state involving uh, kind of like the, you know, bureaucrats, uh, permanent bureaucrats who kind of like act out or put in, put in place uh, the the orders of, of the shadow government, um, you know. So certainly, uh, yeah, we can distinguish between different groups, and you know, the people that are behind Trump, I, I think, are kind of white hats uh, within the military intelligence community and and within the the, the deep state itself. Um, that you know, if all the bureaucracies. I don't think that you know that any bureaucracy is controlled um, by a negative. Force, you know, like the CIA, for example. Um, you know, you're always going to have positive inf- elements within these uh, different uh, bu- uh, bureaucracies, but by and large, um, uh, you, you have um, the military intelligence community kind of leading the charge here, in terms of you know, firstly cleaning itself up, uh, removing uh, these really bad apples who typically control powerful organisations, so that the military intelligence community kind of cleaned itself up and is now acting against the influence of the deep state or the shadow government, whichever name you want to give it, uh, that is in control of the United States. And, you know, and I think that as long as we see the, the media kind of like leading this charge to undermine and disrupt uh, the Trump administration, um, you know, then we can see that the the deep state or the shadow government is is still very influential and powerful and um, and enforced. But uh, I think eventually we're going to witness a time when um, the mass media is going to start to kind of start exposing the excesses um, of of the deep state, and that's when things are going to really start to kind of like um, uh, clean up. That the system is going to start to expose all of these crimes all of these uh, sealed indictments that have been uh, talked about for close to a year now, uh, that they're going to start being unsealed and you're going to have um, uh, criminal trials and also military trials of uh, deep state officials that really have been uh, committing crimes, which, you know, during a time of war, because the United States technically is still at war because the authorization for the use of military force that was uh, passed by Congress um, back in September 14 after 9-11, that's still in force. So it means that the U.S. is now at a time of war. So if you do anything to subvert 
the United States government, then you could be actually hauled up before a, a military court and charged with uh, uh, collaborating with the enemy or, or subverting or, or kind of like subversion. So, so I think this is what we are about to witness. Would that include approving the sale of 20% of the United States uranium to a hostile power, mainly the Russians? Exactly, because if you look at the um, authorization for the use of military force, it, it's very clear, it, it identifies um, aiding and abetting anyone r related or anyone connected with the 9-11 attacks, um, you know, that is uh, basically colluding with the enemy. Um, and so, you know, whether it's um, uh, concerning the sale of uh, uranium to, to Russia, whether it's the uh, channeling or redirection of some of that uranium to Syria to a rogue Iranian facility in Syria that was intent on building an, a, a nuclear weapon that could then be used in a false flag attack. All that can be charged with, uh, including with the enemy. So, so um, yes, anything uh, that really um, uh, is intended to create a false flag attack uh, that could impact the United States, um, yes, that could all be that all, all of that could be tried in a military court. I just wanted to circle back to the the Mueller question because I don't know that we resolved that one whether there is a resolution, but I guess we're speculating. The the Russian collusion, the idea that Mueller is not really investigating Trump, but Trump and Mueller are working together. What are your, what are your thoughts? Well, um, I, I have to be honest, I, I sit on the fence on that one, simply because a day before um, Trump uh, appointed um, the, the new FBI director, he interviewed uh, Robert Mueller, uh, ostensibly for the position of FBI director, but because Mueller had been the FBI director previously, I think for 10 years, you know, he was not eligible for that uh, position. And so, um, you know, Trump then eventually went ahead and uh, appointed uh, Christopher Wray. Uh, but it was puzzling. Why, why did Trump um, basically uh, interview uh, Mueller? And then, of course, uh, Mueller was appointed by Rod Rosenstein to head this investigation into into the Trump administration. And so, um, honestly, I, I still cannot answer whether um, Mueller really is part of this kind of military intelligence plan because Mueller was a captain with the U.S. Marine Corps. Um, and so it's, it's possible that he really is part of this kind of military intelligence plan that was hatched, you know, back in... Uh, um, you know, 2012 or much earlier, or um, Mueller truly is part of the deep state effort to take out the Trump administration. I, I still haven't made up my mind on that. Um, and, but one of the things that I, I find very fascinating about this whole Trump administration and the Mueller investigation is that um, on, on the day uh, Robert Mueller asked the FBI to... Um, uh, raid the properties and the offices of uh, Trump's personal attorney, um, uh, Michael Cohen, uh, that the very evening of that day, uh, Trump was visited at the White House by 20 military, uh, uniformed military officials. And a group photo was taken with nine of them on his right and 11 of him, 
11 of them on his left, you know, sending a message, uh, 9-11, uh, we the military know all about it. So it kind of struck me that, you know, there, there is this kind of like back and forth, uh, move and counter move between the deep state using people like uh, Rod Rosenstein and uh, probably Mueller, although I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, and then the military intelligence community kind of doing a counter move. So, you know, there definitely is um, a tug of war between uh, these different factions in the U.S. at the moment. Uh, but things are coming to a head now. Uh, you know, we're watching Rod Rosenstein, I think, play out the last few days or weeks of his uh, tenure as uh, uh, the deputy attorney general and head of uh, and basically uh, having oversight of the Mueller investigation, because I think. Uh, Rosenstein is going to have to resign uh, very shortly because of this, uh, uh, of these, of you know what happened in terms of him uh, talking to other FBI officials about uh, basically wearing a wire and trying to get uh, Trump on the Twenty Fifth Amendment, meaning he's mentally unfit for the job. Although that seems to have kind of blown over because they met after the Kavanaugh. Uh, confirmation and Trump has said, although he's we we know he's nothing if not mercurial. He has said that Rosenstein stays, but I mean that's today. What'll he say tomorrow? Uh, and 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 I believe it was the New York Times that reported that story, and they they continue to stand by it. And I think other FBI officials have come forward and said Rosenstein was serious. He 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 was not being sarcastic. Well, well, that's right. Um, yeah, now you have the the person. What was it? The FBI's um, top attorney, uh, James Baker, uh, just gave testimony in the House Intelligence Committee, I, I believe, or the House Judiciary. I can't remember which one, where he had basically said that. Um, well, uh, he he divulged what really had happened, and and just now there was a story in in the the Hill um, newspaper, uh, basically saying that uh, uh, James Baker had confirmed that uh, uh, Rosenstein was dead serious about this, that there was a plan for him to wear a wire to basically um, take Trump and then to invoke the 25th Amendment. And actually, uh, there was an approach or attempt to approach uh, different cabinet officials to to do this. So there was a plan to do this. And so uh, Baker is going to be talking uh, or he's going to be interviewed before one of the House Intelligence, before one of the House committees, uh, I believe, on Thursday, where he's going to have to explain these questions, and I think that after, you know during that interview, um, or soon afterwards, he'll probably have to resign uh, because you you simply cannot hold the position uh, of, of deputy attorney general with oversight of the uh, Mueller investigation when it's confirmed that you were dead serious about you know taking Trump and uh, having cabinet officials remove him under the 25th Amendment. I'm always curious as to, to, to why Trump names certain, appoints certain people that appear to be globalists or are members of the CFR uh, who, who appear to be uh, deep state. Is it, a, is it a case of Trump being, you know, crazy like a fox and keeping his enemies closer or is he just getting bad advice? I, I'm thinking of, for example, uh, well, of Rosenstein, of, of, uh, of um, um, well, former Chief of Staff McMaster, uh, who, to my mind, was very much a globalist and I think was the source of a lot of the, the leaking. You notice since his departure, particularly today with the, the Nikki Haley announcement that nobody saw coming, all the leaks have stopped. 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think this is an example of Trump's management style. I, th- I think he is uh, someone that is very comfortable with taking charge, and he doesn't have any problem appointing people um, who uh, he might, uh, well, put it this way, I think he feels very comfortable appointing people who might have questionable backgrounds because ultimately he is the one that's going to make the, the key decision. Um, so he doesn't mind having people like uh, um, McMaster or others who might have um, kind of like affiliations um, to the banks, um, to, to the kind of like uh, banking families and so forth. For example, uh, Wilbur Ross is the Secretary of, uh, of Commerce, I believe, and you know, who has long-term um, connections with the Rothschild family. Uh, so, so Trump is comfortable appointing these people because at the end of the day, I think he, when it comes to making the major decision, even though these people might have kind of like a hand or might be influenced by the uh, by the deep state, I think he's comfortable kind of like overriding them and making his own decision. Do you think Trump knows who Q is? And do you think Trump follows his posts? Uh, well, that was kind of answered very recently. Um, just uh, last week, uh, Q posted um, some comments by someone who attended one of the rallies um, who basically was photographed with Trump and and, and who was, was given a VIP uh, pass. And he said that he actually asked Trump, um, is QAnon real? And um, I'm paraphrasing the response by Trump. Uh, Trump said, uh, maybe, and then... Um, and then and then qualified that by saying they're really good people. They're now, really good people. Interesting. They are really good per people. Yes, exactly. So that's a confirmation that this is a group. Um, Trump was kind of like non-committal in terms of you know how real they are because I think um, he, he, I don't think he could say outright that they're real because that would mean that he's he's basically affirming that you know this is a group of military intelligence. Uh, people that have been given approval to to leak classified information. But by saying maybe, he kind of like uh, covered himself. But by saying they're really good people, he's giving the thumbs up and saying, yes, this is a group you can you can support. Um, and so, um, and you know, I think that that's in itself is very meaningful um, on top of the many other cases or where, you know, circumstantial evidence shows that Trump is supporting the Q movement. Okay, let's break right here. This concludes part one of my two-part conversation with Dr. Michael Sala. Now, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I will be right back with a quick note about the next episode of Conspiracy Unlimited. He was going to do it his way. The history of rock and roll is littered with suspicious deaths and the unexplainable. If he wasn't going to get off the grog, which he wasn't, it was probably going to kill him. Lennon, Hendrix, Presley, Jim Morrison, the truth told by the experts and the people there. Revelations that will blow your mind. The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone with Richard Serrett. Listen and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Coming up next on Conspiracy Unlimited, more of my conversation with Dr. Michael Sala on QAnon. On the day Robert Mueller asked the FBI to raid the properties and the offices of Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen, the very evening 
of that day, Trump was visited at the White House by 20 uniformed military officials. And a group photo was taken with nine of them on his right and 11 of them on his left. You know, sending a message, uh, 9-11, we the military know all about it. There is this kind of like back and forth, uh, move and counter move between the deep state using people like uh, Rod Rosenstein and uh, probably Mueller, although I'm not 100% sure about that, and then the military intelligence community kind of doing a counter move. So, you know, there definitely is um, a tug of war between uh, these different factions in the U.S. at the moment. Until next time, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.